Welcoming everyone to another edition of the Equally Responsible Opinion Talk Show. It's two niggas on a couch. <laughs> Curtis Sheehan is right here with you. And to my left, as always, is always. Victor Greenwood. Victor, what's going on, buddy? Oh, nothing, man. You know, sun shining. It's April. It's Vic Chella month. Oh, you God. know what I mean? Victor's Vic birthday Chella. month. Oh, God. It's Vic Chella, baby. We out here getting <laughs> lit every day. I'm sure we'll get to that and uh, <laughs> later on in the episode. Yeah. We got a lot of, to talk about. Uh, we got MLB All-Star Game is moving out of Atlanta because... Fuck the MLB. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Atlanta, you got a lot going on. Uh, Gonzaga against UCLA was one of the best Final Four games we ever saw, but Gonzaga could not replicate that in the National Championship. And be careful when you drink mimosas Ooh. because you might lose some teeth. Hey, uh, a powerful <laughs> drink. Knock you out. All that is coming up on the Equally Responsible Opinion Show. But first, we want to start tonight with Kevin Durant coming back. And the Nets just Ooh. blew out the Pelicans. Victor, we talk about this all the time. Brooklyn is looking like a super team. I think they're looking, looking like they are. I like, mean, you lose James Harden. Mm-hmm. And then Blake Griffin and LaMarcus, who people thought, oh, they're washed. They can't play anymore. Mm-hmm. They come out and just start killing. Kyrie's playing well. And then, oh, by the way, Kevin Durant comes back. How confident are you that no matter what, the Nets can go undefeated in the Eastern Conference playoffs? We're talking Ooh. round one all the way till if you think they're going to make the final. So we're talking 12-0. and 0. Oh, that's not happening. You don't think they're going to go 12-0? No, not at all. Okay. Not at who, all. Who not can all. challenge them? It's either? not even about the challenge. I just don't think the way, they, the way they're structured. Like, look at wrong. They're going to win every series. No questions asked. In the East, no questions asked. But undefeated, I don't see it happening. Because even the Lakers last year didn't go undefeated in the playoffs. They were destroying everyone after that. I mean, but you look at the Lakers. Like, we always talk about the 15-1, and Kobe, Shaq. Like, they – I mean, that's Kobe, Shaq. You're talking about Harden got hurt. But also, again – we, so these three players, this is what only what their their eighth game total or something like yeah, that, all yeah. together something like that. So what's the odds of them all being healthy? Also, I think they know better. They know like, listen, I'm gonna take tonight off. You guys take it over. Or what if like, because Durant just came back from a, a fucking major injury. So we don't really know the extent of his injury because he was going for his calf for how long? It felt like it felt like forever. And who knows? Maybe the coach is kind of like. Hey, yo, Durant, tonight, I'm going to sit you tonight. Like, I want you rested because for them, they know they're going to the finals. So, does it really matter to sweep the first round, second round? Or is it better to rest yourselves for the finals? Oh, sweep. I think they're going to sweep. I think it's they're not going to be a thing. They're going to sweep. They're going to sweep. Who are they going out against right now, technically? I mean, who, like, who come on now. It doesn't even matter. Like, matter. So, you got to think, like, if they're, they're going to fight with Milwaukee and Philly, those other two teams, uh, we saw Embiid come back. They're going to fight for that. They're going to see who's going to get that one, two, or three. But if they play in the one spot, like, they're going to have to play the winner of the playing game, either at the seven or eight spot. So it's like, what do you really care? Like, it's they're going to be a banged-up team who had to get there. So we will see what happens. But, man, oh, man, do the Nets look scary. Uh, the Lakers, meanwhile. Boy, man. Lakers about to be doing this, bro. The Lakers, I mean, I like Montrez Harrell and how he, like, had Dennis Schroeder's back. When they were in Toronto, he said, you know, if you ain't wearing our jersey, like, don't come at us. First off, hold on. Can we pause right there? That is <laughs> what I've been saying for the longest time. Like, people always say, like, oh, you talk this shit about this player and that player, but now you have them. Yeah. If you're not wearing the Lakers jersey, 
I don't give a fuck about you. <laughs> and once you leave, bye. <laughs> I don't want you to leave, but bye. Yeah. That's it. Like if you're not if you're not on the squad, you ain't the squad. As simple as that. But aren't you quite like aren't you a little bit concerned that the Lakers like they had, you know, they were up there in mm-hmm. a like two, three spot, they dropped down to six. Uh, no LeBron, no AD. Like it seems like everyone's hurt. They signed Ben McLemore, mm-hmm. but that's more like relying on his three point shooting. I believe he shoots over forty percent from three. Like yeah, that, yeah, so it's like you're hoping that he can replicate that during this like stretch playoff run. Mm-hmm. But are you at all concerned that if you know Drummond, who we only saw a first half of, if he doesn't what play, are, first off, what is the odds of that fucking? Injury? <laughs> like, like of all the injuries, like your toenail got ripped off. Yeah, exactly. Like. How's that even possible? Like, like your I mean, that's never happened to me. But like, when you have Brooke Lopez, who's seven foot, like seven that's one, that's why I'm just like that must have hurt. And then it's like it's, it's like his injury is probably so bad. Point like it don't really hurt, but it's so nagging. And I think it's, yeah. it's because of like yo, like nah, we gonna sit you. And I really think the Lakers are straight up saying to themselves, you know what, we're gonna just roll the dice mm. for these two weeks and just they probably saw this schedule like you know what. LeBron probably talks to them, as in, like, cuss out, cuss out, <laughs> and said, y'all niggas are going to win these games. Right. Like, we have these next, we'll call it five, these next five games. I want to see three out of five. Right, you know right, what right. You Because I think LeBron's obviously resting. AD, we don't even know what the fuck going on with AD right now still. But I really do think we did, we did fall major. Major, major, major drop fall. for the Lakers. But even, even with that fall, I feel like around the league, everybody kind of knows, like, yeah, you don't want them to be in the playoffs, though. Because if right. they come to the playoffs, they're probably coming in with a rested LeBron, healthy LeBron. Yeah. And nobody wants to see that. True. And now you have Drummond, who's... I think Drummond... If you put if you had just Drummond and LeBron, I think that's a crazy good domino right there. Like, that's just like pick and roll, obviously, because you're going to just pick with him. And then, like, I think Drummond's going to show something different because I think he only wants to show that he can win. And I think... He knows this is a good chance for him winning it all. Yeah, and like how AD came last year, he's like, "Yo, I can win all this year. Let me go for it." And I think it's also true. Like you make a good point because if you're the Lakers, you're going to be battle tested the moment you go into the playoffs because you still are the defending champion. You still wear that crown, LeBron. We know how bad he wants it. They're going to go in there, and the biggest team that like we talked about this last year. I don't think you want to play is. I don't think you want to see Portland no one because Portland. they're going to get healthy. And right now, Dame Lillard is looking like the front runner for MVP in my book. And CJ in my book, back. And CJ's back. And then we talked about this, the Denver Nuggets. Dude, I Aaron mean, Gordon. how do they have Aaron Gordon? Now? They got they got the light skinned dudes on lock. You got Jamal Murray, <laughs> Michael Porter Jr. Yo, you got they, Aaron Gordon. Yo, they, the Denver Nuggets. Oh, Denver God. Nuggets. But my thing is, like, you look at it. Aaron Gordon, who's basically a more physical MPJ, like he has more body weight, it looks yeah. like. So he can get and he's to still lane. developing a shot, but like he is a big body in the middle. But, but see, my thing is like I think when he was in Orlando and he was trying to get that jumper, that 10 to 12, 15 foot yeah. jumper, he doesn't need it anymore because it's like Jokic can distribute and can do that. And that's what they've been showing. He, he exactly. Got, like, into, like, it's- exactly. It seems like to me the Western Conference is turned upside down. I mean, the oh. fact that you have the Jazz and the Suns as the one and two seed in the West which hasn't happened since 1995, hasn't happened since we were kids back when Barkley was battling exactly. Malone. You know, it, it's just interesting to see that. So I think when you look at the Lakers, LeBron knows. And I think even more than LeBron, I think Palinka knows. And my biggest question mm-hmm. is, would you have brought back DeMarcus Cousins? Because, yeah, you're big on size, 
But the fact that Marcus was like, I'm become the you know C option, D option, and then after the game in Toronto, he's like, oh, or a game in Tampa, excuse me, he's like, oh no, I'm fully committed here. It's like, mm, but what does that what does that rotation look like at the end of games? I, that's why, like everything, like whenever we we sign a new player, I'm just like LeBron said that, like yeah, like we don't like be like more of like. Because there was Avery Bradley out there, people. people really, I wanted Avery Bradley. I really think that I wanted Avery Bradley. Good. He could I pick want, up from like pick up full and court. The question about Demarcus Cousins, like I wanted to keep him because I felt like he. I read a stat about him. It's so sad. Like literally four years ago, this man was twenty six and fifteen. Oh yeah, and with now New he's Orleans, ten day contracts. Yeah, and it showed it just it terrible how one injury compacted by a second injury with a third injury. Yeah, literally causes man. Two hundred million dollars. Right, right, and, right. And I really feel like if he was able to stay healthy, obviously he he doesn't know anymore at this point. He better go vegan or something. <laughs> like, that's what he would do. Just like, work on calf raises all he day. He has to work on. I think it might be his diet at this point because they've shown like Javale McGee. He became a vegan. He had it hurt. Well, I think a big thing about the Demarcus Cousins thing for me, it's like even if you don't sign him, you don't want the Clippers to get him. Mind you, we still need to see what playoff P can do. We, like we know what Kawhi can do, but we still need to see but what I Paul George sign, can do. I sign Demarcus, but think about it, like because even Rondo comes back, he goes back to the Clippers. That's like an extra piece for them. Demarcus goes there. That's a good piece for them. I believe Rondo and Demarcus played together when they were in Sacramento. Four, they're fourteen together. Yeah, so it's like, like they have a rapport together. But if you're the Lakers, it's like, okay, and Ben McLemore, who is signed with Clutch. So, it just, come on. It's like. But, you never. that's why I'm hoping, like, like they're, they're winning games. They won, they, they, they're winning games without LeBron and stuff. So, I do think it is a positive because it shows this squad, like, hey, we can do this without our stars. Granted, they're playing as the fucking, like, the bottom seeds, but, like, teams. But, like, still, like, you got to get your stuff. Like, obviously, I would love for them to beat the Nets on fucking – What's that? Two days now into that? Yeah. First off, if they beat the Nets, that'd be wild. But <laughs> I, I, I'm a betting man. I ain't taking that bet. Right, right. But I would, but I would like to. If I would love to see Lakers come out because the Nets just blew the fuck out the Pelicans right now. They blew them out. Yeah. Like, second quarter was done. But if the Lakers can come out and play aggressive, play defense, don't do too many turnovers. I think this is a, these are one of those games where if you still lose it. You can still take away a lot of positives, like, like, hey, we lost, yeah, but you guys lost the four all stars. You guys had none of your all stars. Yeah, exactly. Lost by ten. Exactly. And I think I hope the Lakers can make. It. I hope by the time the fourth quarter hits, all I want is in the fourth quarter, the Lakers are within ten points. Yeah. At one point in the fourth quarter, if they are within ten points at one point in the fourth quarter, I will consider that a fucking win. I want to see Kuzma step up a little more. Kuzma's been doing more. Oof. However, he's been shooting more. I mean, isn't Kuzma that one guy that we're all just like, I feel like everyone is a member of the We Hate Kyle Kuzma fan club. It's and not then, that I hate him. No, you I, don't hate him, but you just know he hasn't, like, the potential he has, he hasn't reached it just yet, yeah. and he's always going to be compared to, oh, there goes... Jason Tatum. There, no, no, like, not even four teammates. Like, there goes Clarkson. There goes Brandon Ingram. There goes Julius Randle. Like, there goes Josh Hart. Even t- Lonzo Ball had eight threes in the game against the Rockets. I like, also think the criticism is a little... Because it's like, those players are getting more ball-dominant moves, and you can't be ball-dominant with LeBron. I mean, that's true, too, but then, like, I think... And I think Kuzma, 
the way he his style of play, he's not a post up shooter. But but now that you've been with LeBron for what is it three seasons? Third, three seasons. Yeah. I mean, he gets hurt in his first season. Yeah. You got the pandemic and the bubble in the second season, and now this is like a third full season with him. You got to think like there's got to be some chemistry. Some because I know LeBron's telling him like, "Yo, bro, I want you here. I want you there." Like exactly. Work on something. Like you yeah. Know, like you. Like, I hate like these players. It's like you guys literally have one thing to do all day. And that's work on basketball. But he, okay, so so going back to Kuzma, it's like, can Kuzma be a one? And if he can, this a is the guard? no no just a oh, one like the the, the guy the one guy the leader. Yeah, yeah. And if he can, this is the best time to prove it with no AD and no 100%, 100%. LeBron. And then number two, when LeBron and AD come back, can he be that number three? Can he be that Chris Bosh? Can he oh, be that guy? Who we 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 traded away everybody else for you because three. we thought you were. Because I wish we had Ingram, that'd be so much better. But like whatever. But I, I just I, I want to believe in Kuzma because he is a Laker, so I want to believe in him. And I think the second he signed that contract, I, I think he saw his like, oh, I saw his kind of like, okay, bro, we have you sign, but your contract is good enough to trade away. Yeah, that any team would like that, like oh, two three years, not too expensive. You're good talent. Somebody would want you, and we will trade you. Like, yeah, no, absolutely, we, we will trade you. No, absolutely, and I, I hope. Like our best player now is probably what Dennis Schroeder technically. I mean, and he thinks, yeah, he thinks he's gonna get paid because Schroeder turned out a lot of money. But I think I think that's another conversation for another day. Yeah, yeah. I want to get to the men's national basketball championship. Uh, Baylor destroyed Gonzaga, eighty-six to seventy. And did you see that coming? I did not see this coming. And the thing that disappointed disappoints me the most about it is the last two games Baylor played in were both blowouts and boring to watch. In the final four game against Houston, it was like, ah, oh, that wasn't that competitive. You thought in-state rival. And then you really thought the number one and number two team, like, in the country for most of the regular season would have been a better matchup. They were supposed to play in December. Baylor gets COVID. Game gets canceled. We look at Gonzaga, and they played Iowa, Kansas. They played, like, a lot of big-name teams during the regular season. And they were winning, and they were winning big against these big-name programs. Exactly. And then they go into the tournament, and we'll talk about the game they had against UCLA. But we all thought this is finally it. When was the last time you got the number one two team against the number two team all season playing a national championship? And it did not live up to that. I mean, Baylor just came out and just slapped them all around. Like they played. It wasn't even a game. It wasn't even a game. Like I turned off at halftime because they were down what twenty at halftime. Something stupid like that. I was like, because we all we everybody obviously from LA were like, yo UCLA, like oh my god, like what a great game, what a great game. But like it was just like it's so so sad when you see like that and you're like, okay, like Gonzaga won number one. We saw that coming. They're undefeated. They're gonna go in against Baylor, and they were talking about. This game should happen a long time ago. Yeah. So for from what that looks like, for all we know, that game happened the first time. Gonzaga would have probably made, maybe lost. Yeah. And that could have changed everything else. Could have changed everything because then they don't have pressure on them to try to like win undefeated. Mm-hmm. They have a scouting report on how well Baylor can play. They could have fell apart after that loss. Oh my god! Season. Like everything could have changed. And it's just like it's just crazy. That's what. But that's like that's that's the thrill about that one. That one yeah, game only. That one Because obviously, you put him in a series, Gonzaga might win, Baylor might win, you never know. But, like, obviously, UCLA wouldn't win the series. But that's why the tournament is so exciting because you only have one shot. Exactly. You only get one. That's why only I always game. prefer when a team loses before the tournament, obviously, because, like, get that shit out of your system right now. Because when Kentucky won with AD, 
They're like, yo, weird. Right. They didn't right. go in there undefeated because they had a fucking loss. It always happened. Because Kentucky went in when they had Carl Anthony Towns and they had all those guys and, and they were undefeated and then they lost to Wisconsin in the Final Four and then Wisconsin went on to lose the National Championship game. It's just always like one it's of those always things. Like, it's I love it. The tournament is obviously the past year has been, I haven't watched the past year, but like, Normally, the tournament would be exciting. Since fucking right. high school with you, like you come to school, like with the we had we had, we had the newspapers, news right up in. Oh my god! So that like that's the one thing I miss is like I miss printing out a bracket we would, with we a would, pen and paper and writing would, it down. We used to write that shit in class, like all of us for <laughs> yeah. no reason. Like yo, I'm picking this team. Like ah, oh, you'd be like nah, bro, that team. Like, like what are and, you talking about? And you gotta shout out all the cool teachers who were either cool or just lazy just who ro- who rolled in the TVs and were like, all right, look, you guys have been working hard. Like, I'll let you. You watch March Madness. Those yeah, were the best teachers. Race. But no, you so did bring up the best game of the tournament was the Final Four game against Gonzaga and GCLA. Jalen Suggs hits that what near half court shot, banks Bank. it in, three point three seconds left, knocks UCLA Pure confidence. Out. I mean, he, like, when he shot that, he knew he, knew he made it. Oh, we all. I think like you looked. Like, well, oh my god, I, it was online. Stop, sorry, sorry, sorry. It was online. The second you were like. Second, Tuzan grabbed that rebound and put that shit back. He was like, let's fucking go. <laughs> and then he ran down. And the second the ball left, I smiled. I was like, they won the game. Right, and right. They you won knew the it. Game. You knew Bang. it. And I was just like, damn. You and knew it. You saw the video of the family who bet on him? No. It was these, I think they were, I think they were Filipinos. And they, if I'm, if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. But like, they bet on, they bet on UCLA and they were cheering. It's a video of the last of it. They're like, yeah, let's go. So obviously when the, when the ball goes back in, the, the fucking big rebound, get my own rebound, put it back up. They're yelling, and as they're and they're, they put money on this game, so obviously the spread was what fourteen points. Yeah, oh, it was. It started at thirteen and a half for Gonzaga to beat UCLA, which is the highest ever, ever in a Final Four game. Mm-hmm. And UCLA only loses by, and then it moved. I think it got as high in some sports books as fifteen and a half or sixteen and a half, and UCLA lost by three. three. Like he and could have won. Like you realize, like imagine you put your money on UCLA to cover the spread. Oh, you're happy. You're, you're happy. That's what I think this family did. I think. And the second you hit the three, it's like we watch those every year. We see those bets that people are like life changing bets <laughs> about to happen, and you're just like, nah, and nah, then, not today. And when that shot hit, literally one of the dudes just collapsed to the floor crying. Like, I was yeah. just like, fuck, man, that's just so bad. Well, the thing that gets me about that game was the over-under, mm-hmm. 148. Really? What was 148. It? The final score was 93 to 90. <laughs> 183 points later. See like, what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that's why I hate these sports betting. But like, that was like, I would have covered it. I was going to bet the spread, but I was like, nah. 14, 14 points. 14 and a half is a lot. But it's then a, you never then know. You, like, you think, like, Cinderella's are cute, but then after a while, Cinderella. But is think about it. If you think about it, Baylor won the national championship by 16. I know. So it's like, who who really knows what's going on? But there is an interesting point that we talk about with Jalen Suggs where he hits that shot and he says, like, you know, we practice that every day and I hadn't been making a lot, so I'm kind of glad it went in. Jalen Suggs, freshman, moved up the draft boards because of that. And let me ask you this question. The reason why UCLA is such a great story, even though I'm not the biggest UCLA fan, the reason why they're such a great story. Oh, you didn't go there? You have no, 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 I have no connection. I used to work there, though. Isn't that funny? Uh, camp Bruins. Oh, that's right. The camp yeah. thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> CBK. Uh, but no, here's the funny thing about UCLA. Their number one player, Jalen Green, before this season is like, I don't. Yeah, he's like, I'm committed to UCLA. I'm going to play there. Oop, never mind. COVID happens. I want my money. He goes to the G League. 
Then you have Jalen Suggs, who could have done the same thing, but he sticks with Gonzaga. They finished 31 and one. He hits the biggest, most impactful shot of the tournament. In his career so far. In his career so far. And then now he moves up the draft boards. So the biggest question, Victor, for you is, what Jalen would you rather be? Would you rather be Jalen Green, who went straight to the G League, got his money up front, or would you rather be Jalen Suggs, who bet on himself, went to Gonzaga, and then the way he played in the tournament, potentially moved up his draft stock, which you get him more money. Now, mind you, I still think Jalen Green is a higher projection yeah. than Jalen Suggs, but which route would you have taken? Jalen Green, 100%. Really? 100%. Now, it's simple. It's a simple, basic reason. The money. Because <laughs> it's, not, it's, like, it's not a lot of stuff. It's all about the money. Also, Jalen Suggs is definitely going to go top five, most likely. Yeah. But remember, Jalen Green has been on the spotlight since he was a sophomore. So he has it's like Jalen Suggs has been been working his way up. Jalen Green is one of those players that have been been followed on Slam. He's been a social media profile for for years. Yeah. So the fact that he was is like, and for for Jalen Suggs, he wasn't looked at like that. He was like, yo, it's time for college. You got to go. Right. Jalen Green was like, in his junior year, probably like, I ain't going to college. Like I don't need to. G League's for me. Like I'm going either I'm going to G League or I'm going to Europe. Yeah. And I'm I'm, I'm making my money. Well, I could make money right now, but like that's what so I think Jalen Green. But I do think because of this situation, next year when they both get drafted, which they both will be getting drafted, when there's a game against them against each other, if they're on different teams, we're gonna. I think Jalen Green and Suggs are gonna go harder against at, each, at each other. other if they can guard each other if they're able to. They can go a little harder together just to make sure, like, yo, I'm the better one. I'm the better Jalen. I'm the better Jalen. <laughs> because that's what they're, because you know they hear this type of shit. Like, this question, like, they, they hear is like, yo, man, that could have been you, bro. Like, fuck that nigga. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, and Jalen Green ain't no scrub, guys, so y'all know. Like, don't get it twisted. Like, he, if he was in college. You said, like, you, it would have been completely different. Completely different. And then that whole, like. Oh, UCLA went from the first four to the final four. First, like that whole thing would have been out the window because they wouldn't have been looked at as a Cinderella. So. They wouldn't have been a Cinderella. They wouldn't have been eleven because they barely made it into the tournament. Like uh-huh. you know, um, as we speak. So that is pretty pretty sad. But like, shout out Jalen Rose for inspiring all these Jalen's, the original Jalen's. Mm-hmm. Just want to give him a shout out. But I do want to switch gears to Paige Buchers of the University of Connecticut. UConn lost in the final four. Shout out to Stanford who beat. Uh, Arizona in the national championship. But I want to talk about Paige Buchers because we talk about Jalen Green having the opportunity to forgo UCLA and go to the G League and then go to the NBA draft and get drafted. Apparently, for women basketball players, they go to college and they are not able to go to the WNBA until they're 22. That's ridiculous. Basically basically saying the whole four years. You come in at at 18 – you play four years. You go to a big school, UConn, Tennessee. I'll throw South Carolina, Stanford in there now. And then, okay, now you can go to the So WBA. what about the one that's coming at 17? No, I mean, I'm sure it's like it's either you're 22 or you're it's like four the, years, like the, the year four years removed from high school. But I think the bigger thing about Paige to me is not only – the biggest question is she plays for UConn. She's a freshman. Mm-hmm. She wins AP National Player of the Year, first freshman to ever do that. But she had – some ESPN did a list – uh, potential earnings of every player in the tournament, male and female. Mm. She was number one based on her Instagram followers and how much money she could make 
if athletes were able to monetize, monetize off their name and likeness. So she's missing out on two different avenues of money. So Her name and likeness and going straight to the WNBA. So, and then we already saw the backlash and the utter stupidity that the NCAA had when they gave them that, what was it like? Not even a Bowflex. Like, they no, gave them they, some, they, like... They gave them... Um, the old folks' home workout. <laughs> exactly. Like, they gave us like, hey, you walk past a garage sale. Like, you want some weights? Like, 250. Weights. Like, I'm missing something, but like, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, I think... So, so, I mean, I guess my biggest question is, how do you feel about uh, Paige Bukers not being able to go straight to the WNBA and not being able to make money off her name and likeness and women being treated secondly when it comes to the weights, like the disparity between men and women? So, I guess the question would be, first, does she even want to... Does she, does she does she feel like she's ready for the pros yet? Because everybody's saying all the stuff about her, like, which has she said, like, yeah, I can go if I want to. Like, right. But the thing is, like, is she ready for the pros? Because now in football, we say all the time, like, just because you're a freshman, bro, you ain't ready for the pros yet. Exactly. And then, but who was it? Maurice Claret, that fool, the running back, tried, she tried to break the rules. Mike, Mike Williams at USC. Yeah. Tried to try to break it. I think the NFL, it has a reason for it because – those motherfuckers are niggas fucking large. All right, <laughs> there's a lot of niggas, niggas fucking large, and you most unless you're from the SEC district, you ain't coming out at 18, right? Body ready, right? With for them, it, only and even then, even the linemen that come out of Alabama, obviously, yeah, LSU and all those and Mississippi, all those states, still all those schools, they come out with 350, six six, like right, but big. they're not. You don't have that same muscle memory like how these other how these pros do it at 24, 23. So I think it's different, but I don't know if she she as the girl she could ball, she could ball. No, she can't. She, she absolutely can ball. ball. But the question is, can she? Is it is it is it the, is it finally time for a woman or a woman basketball player to go from high school to jump straight to the WNBA? Well, so here's the biggest question for me is like we keep talking about the WNBA. And we know the disparity between wages when it comes to NBA and WNBA. And I'm not even going to go down the route of well, how much they make and revenue, how much they bring. I'm not, even going, I'm, not go, I'm not even going to go down that route. We know that as a woman basketball player, you make more money overseas than you do in the United States of America. No, and, that, and I think that's the biggest question. Why? Would, like, you're absolutely right. Have we heard from her? Has she even said, I want to go to the WNBA? Because everybody was just talking for her. Right, talking for her. She probably don't give a fuck. She could come out and say, like, you know what? I want to go to Russia. I want to go to Italy. I want to go to France. Like, I want to go to these places and make money. We don't, we haven't heard that from her. So I would be so interested to see what she has to say. Because until then, this is nice hypotheticals. Yeah. This is nice for, like, you and I to talk about. But until we hit that where a girl is actually going to come out, or a woman, I should say, is going to come out and say, no. I'm the best ball player. I'm 18. I'm fresh out of high school. I'm crossing all y'all up. I just want to fight. Until we get that. If she was black, she would say it. <laughs> what? You don't know that. You don't know that. I think, well, also, I'm not going to say I, I don't know about her, <laughs> but I'm a, she was going to UConn. Right. So I would best guess she might be coming from an influential, like a, not necessarily a rich family. But kind of a well-off kind of family in a sense, like where she upper might middle not, class, where she might not really necessarily need the money in a sense. Right? How obviously in, in the NBA, for example, a lot of these kids are coming from very impoverished areas. So when they're like, "Yo, I can go to college, or I can go to Europe for a year and come to the pros." Right. And for them, it makes for them they have incentives because they have money incentives. And unfortunately, like the NCAA NBA can talk all they want. That's what's all about for most of these players. Right. And I most think these players are thinking about their family. 
and she might not have that priv might hopefully she doesn't have that kind of situation. I think there might be a girl coming sooner or later that is a baller and someone's gonna be like Yo, you can go to Europe first. Well, I think a big thing, too, is there is a novelty to, like, just enjoying college life. Like, mm -hmm. if you're her, you made it to the Final Four in your freshman year. You won AP National at Player UConn, of the Year. Like, this at is, UConn. This think, is the top of the top. Think about girl. all the great players that went to UConn and didn't win National Player of the Year as freshmen. So think about all that. So then you come back. It's like you might want to be, like, you know, head chick on campus. And you might want to enjoy like the UConn, I mean, and it's also different because like how many kids were in like school with you, in yeah. session with you because of COVID. So she might want to come back for her sophomore year and be like, you know what? I got my Letterman jacket on. I'm starting around campus. Like, let me see what college life is. Yeah, like, like I come to class late. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know who I am? Like, <laughs> yo, what? What teacher? Does? You gotta get fired. So shut up. Exactly. You got tenure yet? All right, bet. So there's, I mean, there's a lot to be said. It's about. It's definitely a lot. You're right. You know, there's a lot to be said of like she could make history. She absolutely could, but she, does she want to be that person they won't, they won't, they to won't, make they history? Won't. Like if she's the if she's the best player of the, of the year as a freshman, oh yeah, she's gonna grow too. Then that that means for sure she she broke the seal, which is good. But I do I do think what she did is starting. First of all, everyone was just like, "Wait, what? You gotta wait for WNBA?" Yeah, everyone was like, "Wait, twenty two years old?" We always assume because NBA owns them, so like, oh, it's probably the same fucking rules, but. We forgot, like, oh wait, they have different collective bargaining rules. But I, I, I don't, I do think, I don't think she personally gives a fuck because she probably doesn't, like you said. Are you, everything you said was probably right. College life, she's the top gun. Yeah, she's, 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 she's like five foot ten. She like, can ball. She can shoot off the dribble. She can ball. She, she like, can catch and shoot. And it's wild. She's like, how you said. There's been first off, you can just name some of the greatest players at UConn from the past 10 years oh, that they, they didn't do it. I would say like five years and you still like hit and that. It, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's only just from one school. You can talk about, you, you're missing Candace Parker from Candace Tennessee. Parker, yeah. Sabrina. Like you're thinking about You're talking about uh, what's it called that we talk Brianna, about Brianna Griner. Brittany Griner from Brianna. Baylor. Thank you. Like, like there's Dinosaur so many, Rossi from there's, UConn. There's, like, Bruno Stewart like, from UConn. Like, those, you can stop right there. Yeah, those just You got superb. Like, you have so many girls that, that women have gone through in basketball college and never got freshman year. Exactly. And Player of the year as a freshman. As a freshman. Yeah. As a freshman. Crazy. Even though they started counting it, how long ago did they start doing that? I mean, I, I Granted, it was still new, but like, still, no one, no freshmen besides like what? Um, Cheryl Miller was probably one of the best freshmen of all time. Uh, probably Cheryl Miller or like Lisa Leslie. Like, like, they, how far back is that though? Like, we're going back to like the 80s and 90s. You know what so what we're saying? going, we're going way back. So I, I do, I do think the WNBA is probably going to come out with some stupid like thing like, Oh, like we're okay with it. Like, shut the fuck up. Bro. Yeah, they're gonna be like, oh no, no, we just didn't think anyone was actually gonna do it. Sorry. Wait, like, but <laughs> I, I do, I do think eventually. I'm not saying it's gonna be her. Obviously, it can't be right now. I think eventually there will be some some girl who comes through high school that's just balling. Yeah, no, I agree. With Brittany Griner came in out of fucking high school like a six foot seven. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck is that? Like, but I, I just don't think the WNBA can handle that yet because like. That requires like a G League. Well, no, I I think because like, you got you got first of all they have a short season, and it's just like true. I don't think I just don't think they're necessarily built for a young player at that age to come into their league and go okay we're gonna teach the ropes like okay we're here oh yeah season's over goodbye. Well, I I think the biggest thing is we've never seen it before, so we can't necessarily like say that people can't do it when we haven't seen it just yet. 
Paige Bukers can definitely be that trailblazers and the woman to do it, mm-hmm. but only time will tell. She can definitely make history. Uh, speaking of making history in the NCAA basketball, Hubert Davis, uh, University of North Carolina <laughs> alum, uh, was hired as uh, the next UNC head basketball coach after Roy Williams stepped down. We out here, baby. Uh, he was an assistant coach for the Tar Heels for nine years, and he had some very, very interesting comments during his uh, introductory press conference. I want to play that for you guys right now. Um, I know that in terms of Division I head coaches all around the country, only 26% of the head coaches for Division I men's basketball are compromised by minorities, specifically African-Americans. I know that it is significant that I'm fourth African-American head coach in any sport in the history of the University of North Carolina. I'm very proud to be African-American, but I'm also very proud that my wife is white and I'm very proud that my three beautiful, unbelievable kids are a combination of both of us. So, Victor, when we heard this, I was listening to it. You sent me this. I I was was just like. I was listening to it, and I was like, okay, that's cool. He made history. Okay, that's cool. He made history. Yeah. And out of nowhere, he's like, am I white, white? And we're like, wait, what? Wait, no, first what? Of all, Curtis, you know my rule with the group chat. Like, whenever you send me a tweet, I'm <laughs> like, why the fuck you send me tweets on Instagram? Like, just tag me in that shit. <laughs> and then I, I, I watched it. Usually, I don't watch your tweets, but I was like, what's this bullshit? Because read, read, you literally wrote on me, like, yo, can y'all please watch this? Did not see please, this coming. Because you knew. And this man's just talking. I'm like, oh, shit, we have a black man. First, UNC. That, like, that's a yo, big deal. That's, that's a, a big deal. It was until he kept talking. And I was just like, yo, fuck this nigga. Like, <laughs> listen, I'm sorry. That, that was literally my, I'm sorry for all the adult listeners right now. I hate the word nigga. But what I, what he said, I respect everything. I respect my white wife. Nigga, who the fuck was talking about that? Right, exactly. Like, and let's just see the, now, okay, granted, the clip was short. Maybe somebody asked him a question about it. And then whoever asked the question should be fired. Because there is no reason why you're asking a black coach. I don't give a fuck what race is. Any coach about his wife. Like, unless your right. wife is playing basketball and she's with the school. And she's not involved in any shape or form in sports or that school. <laughs> then don't bring it up. And don't ask about it. Oh, I'm proud of my mixed kids. What does that have to do with anything? I mean, I think the biggest thing is, like, you made history of doing this. Like, we all know, like, Dean Smith built North Carolina for what it was. He picked him, I'm guessing, right? No, no. So, Dean Smith. Oh, sorry, Smith. I think he played under Dean Smith. So, then he goes back. He works at ESPN. Then he goes back under Roy Williams. And those two gentlemen, Roy Williams was an assistant coach under Dean Smith. Like, that's North Carolina basketball. Yeah. So, North Carolina is one of those, we're going to, like, bring Tradition. family within family, which is great. But he did like that's a historic moment of you becoming the first black coach, and we've seen a lot of this in the NCAA with Jawan Howard at Michigan, love it, with, with uh, Penny Hardaway at Memphis, love it. Like well, he, he got a little trouble with a little buddy. I mean, he got a little trouble, but hey, hey, but, hey, hey he, was play, he was playing the game. He was playing the game. Is that is that really? Hold on, pause it. Is that really a problem that he is a player, a former player, so he does have his own actual money, right? And is it is it wrong as a coach? Be like, yo, I'll buy y'all food real quick. Yeah, it is wrong. But should it be wrong? Should it be? No. Is it? Yes. It's terrible how, like, if a wealthy coach, who he already is because he played basketball and he's getting a salary, and he's like, yo, my teammates are my my, my team. As a coach, aren't you supposed to make sure your team is safe and all the other bullshit? I mean, that's what the stipends are for. But I think the biggest thing is, like, if 
if I'm at North, let's continue with North Carolina. Yes. If I'm at North Carolina mm-hmm. and I got this guy sitting next to me, his name is Jay Cole. Yeah. He's a music major. Yes. He goes to school at North Carolina and he makes a CD and he can sell his CD and sign a recording contract and make millions of dollars. But here I am, a, a student athlete, and you're right. And I, you, like Victor Greenwood, can't pay for my meal because I'm a student athlete. Well, I just scored 25 and 10 last but night. But that, that's the hypocrisy that's of it. Hypocrisy so that's the biggest thing. But uh, you're absolutely right. Is it fair? No. no. Is it within but, the rules? Yes. I hate, but I hate, I hate it too. I, no, I hate it too. I, I hate how this that fucking coach said that bullshit. Like, he literally, Curtis, you don't know how many times I watched it laughing, bro. Because he was just like, I respect. Because, like, I was like, I was like, I was listening to it, and like, you know, I don't, really, I don't like really care about the coach. Like, I don't like really talking about coaches talking. Like, I get it, bro. Like, you're black. Like, whatever, move on. But he's like, yeah, I'm here. I'm black. Like, like, oh yeah, it's deep. And yeah. then he just went. He was going straight on the one on one, bro. And he was heading to Santa Barbara, we'll say. And then all of a sudden, he was like, you know what? I'm gonna take the 405 North to go to Santa Barbara. Like, that's the wrong way, bro. Like, right. He just straight went from just like, yo. I- I respect my white wife. Like I think wife. it's I think they're like just trying to go into his psyche. Yeah. I'm looking at it from the perspective of maybe he really like loves his wife, don't know how long they've been together, and maybe he's trying to say, like, look, this is an integrated program, it's an integrated family, and I think he's trying to send a message not only to North Carolina fans, but future recruits out there, like, hey, uh <laughs> like this is what I bring to the table. Fan base get behind me. And mind you, that shouldn't be a thing. It shouldn't be. And you're absolutely right. If someone asks him about his wife, then that's kind of like random. But I do think he was just introducing himself. But the, the part about the mixed race kids, I mean. Yeah, it is. I expect my, like. Come I'm on. Like, well, shut the fuck you up. You could just say like, hey, I love my kids. I'm a proud dad that no, loves my kids. And that I could be it. Out. Personally, how I felt, I, how I heard that shit, I just, all I heard was this nigga say like, yo, like, I'm black, but I got a white wife. Like, okay. Like. What the fuck? Yeah, exactly. What, are you trying to fucking cater to the fucking the white boosters or something, bro? Like, I mean, I think like because that might piss him off more. <laughs> no, but <laughs> like, like, oh, you got a white wife? <laughs> like, to me, to me personally, I feel like, and some will say I'm a dick. Like, I mean, I mean, it's but some, I feel like he reminds me of a nigga I cannot stand. His name is Daniel Cameron from Kentucky, the Asian. Kentucky. Oh my! I'm gonna tell you why before I tell you. I'm not saying like he on that level of hate, but he reminds me of him because he got his white wife and he's fucking. He wants to flaunt her and shit. Like, bro, don't nobody give a fuck about that. All right. (laughs) I mean, I I agree with you. I think he took it to the extreme and like he hasn't said anything or no one's asked him about it or haven't read about why he even brought it up to go to that level of Ag Cameron. Like, I'm not gonna go that far. No, but I, I I do think that he was like trying to sell to the fan base of like, look. I'm I'm a Tar Hill Tar Hill. I played here under Dean Smith. I coached under Roy Williams. This like that's all he had to say in, in my opinion. That's Stop. it. He's like he could have said I met my wife here. Yeah, exactly. And Boom, I'd be like, done. All right, bet. Done. Like, Don't care what she looks like. like Boom. Keep like, pushing. Like, and then, and then he could have said like, look, I understand the history that we're making. I'm proud to be the first black head coach, but I know it goes beyond that. I can't wait to bring another Final Four championship to the University of North Carolina. That's it. Boom. Bam. Done. But that's once it. he did that, it was like. Okay, it, but why? Honestly, I wish they had the camera cue to the reporters because I guarantee you there had to be two or three just kind of like, what? <laughs> like, wait, because you heard that kind of like how we have, he was talking, you can kind of hear them talking on like, like, like what questions will be next. And then when he said that, you hear like a dead silent. Like, yeah. wait, did they gonna say that right now? Because <laughs> like, it's just like, because then also because he said that, that pretty much makes his wife 
a spotlight now. I and then I think that's the thing too. It's like they're gonna have to come out. They're probably gonna do some interview local, you know, local shit. TV station where it's like, hey, meet my family. This is who I am. And he could have done that later. And he could have done that later. Again, I don't give a fuck who your wife is, bro. But I, I personally think I feel like he was trying to cater to the boosters like that. Or it's North Carolina. It's not a lot of ourselves. Where what state we're in? Obviously, a lot of black people go there. People live in the state. But I think he was trying to like signify, like, "Hey, all you black players, I'm one of y'all. Hey, Caucasians, I got one of y'all." Right. That's exactly. how I looked at it. I, I honestly, personally, felt really. I, I felt kind of. I was pissed the fuck off. I was more embarrassed. I was like, "Why?" No, like, I was embarrassed. You ain't gonna say I that. was pissed and I was laughing because I was like, <laughs> "So many emotions rolling." It was one. so much. But it was like, "Why?" If I ever, if he walked by right now, I'd be like, "Nigga, why'd you say that?" Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, like nigga, why'd you say that? Like, don't nobody give a fuck. Like, <laughs> like, so what? Your your wife, your wife is white, okay? Yeah, and and like, like and what does that have to do with the basketball program? Yeah, like what are you gonna tell these fucking black players? Like, hey, yo, man, I fuck white girls too. Just just like y'all. Oh my god. <laughs> if Kevin was here, he would agree. Right? Oh my god. <laughs> no, but I do think Herbert Davis. Yeah. Uh, I think he's gonna be a great head coach. Can't wait to see what we can do at North Carolina. But hey, next time. You know, just don't Shut bring the it up. Fuck up. Just like, don't bring it up. Just don't bring it up. Because now, know? I'm telling you, now if he came by his fucking wife, like for now, but like we're also in, for now. we're in April. Season just ended. Like people forget about this once the no, season well, starts in October. He, if you don't, well, you know how the internet works. Just because of what he did, he just put a spotlight on him and his family. You already know. I'm not saying I'm, I'm gonna make it, but let's say they lost some fucking big ass game. Someone's gonna write me like. When you date white women, that's why. I mean, it could be like I, I'm sure there's gonna be you. <laughs> I, I'm sure that's gonna be I'm you. Forget about the niggas. Yeah, no, you're not. I uh, but I do want to. I do want to switch gears uh, to something a little bit more serious. Like the MLB All Star Game officially is going to Colorado. Uh, Atlanta had it, and now it is no longer there because of the Georgia. Let's call it what it is: voter suppression bill. I don't. I don't care what all these Republicans are out here trying to say. But Coca Cola, Delta. Um, Home Depot, a lot of these companies that are based in Atlanta are coming out now and uh, going against this bill that was signed. Biggest question is, where were you guys when the bill was being no, signed? That's the that's, that's the, the question, question right there. But what are your thoughts, Victor? Before like so, we saw we saw Republicans try to cancel, like get mad about canceling Dr. Seuss and all that, and now they're trying to go after baseball instead of actually focusing on the like actual all, deal. But what are your thoughts? The, the fact that they're trying to cancel baseball is hilarious because like right, uh, that shall sport. Like, no, like, like that is y'all sport. Like, I mean, I'm sitting here wearing it. No, no I'm not this is in the sense of if y'all cancel baseball, what y'all gonna watch? Basketball and NBA. Y'all, that. y'all hate NBA. Y'all yeah. hate NFL. NFL. Y'all hate NFL. Niggas be needing shit. They don't hate NFL. They still, they still rock with NFL because they As, know why. Because makes that much fucking money for them. Well, that and quarterbacks. Yeah, because they usually work. as long but as they like, got that. But I, first of all, I don't want to applaud MLB. They can go fuck themselves. And also, sure. the Braves, their little fucking message they brought out with, that was bullshit, too. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. We're so sorry. Shut the fuck up. Okay? <laughs> Look, all these, all these fucking companies that are coming out after the fact. First off, now, I'm not sure about anybody else, but, like, I was hearing about this shit. The second the election ended, when we knew who the new president was going to be, rather you liked him or not, whatever. I don't care about that. But the second that shit happened, you started hearing about all these bills that are being sent to their fucking, their Senate, the House Senate and all that kind of stuff. And you're just like, yo, what the fuck? And obviously, being in California, we, I couldn't do nothing about it. Like, I can not do shit. Like, I literally can't. I'm not allowed to do that. And then, like, you hear all this stuff happening and nothing from the media. 
All right. the media would say, hey, this is going on over here. Like, that's kind of crazy. And then the second it officially passes, then you hear Coca-Cola. Wow, that was wrong. Okay, where the fuck were you when that shit first came out? Right. Don't don't try to give me that bullshit like about like well, you guys give a fuck. You don't give a fuck. Right. It's not our stuff. Like, you guys, first off, you guys are fucking hiding all your money offshores. Different story, different day. But I hate the MLB's response. Like, okay, you move the All Star game, and then I think how one of the I forgot what it was. Like either it was a senator, like a state senator, or something man came back at them like, so what you gonna do if the Braves make the playoffs? Move all the games, and I was like, "Yeah, he got you on that one." I mean, there's a lot of things I think could have been done differently. Let's keep it honest. Like CNN, uh, they're talking about it a lot now, but it's like you guys are based in Atlanta. You could easily report about this while it was going on, like investigative yeah. journalism. Delta, Coca-Cola, Home Depot, all the other Fortune 500 companies that are based in Atlanta, you could have done this. So I will say, CNN probably was. No, they weren't. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. What were they focused on? What was it? the trial? Oh, yeah, that's right. Come on, like that's that's the biggest thing they're gonna focus on. It's like they don't, they're not gonna report anything until it actually like brings consequences. So they want the media. No, they they don't want it. They don't want that. But my biggest question is like, why did you not move the the All Star game to Milwaukee? Like that's where it should have gone. Because then it's like you had people like Kelly Stofer, former uh, you know senator from Georgia. You had people uh, Republicans who were saying it's time to honor Hank Aaron, who we just lost. That was supposed to be the great thing about mm-hmm. it being in Atlanta. He played in Milwaukee. And you guys leave out a lot of points about oh. Hank Aaron. He only went back to Atlanta when the Dr. Reverend Martin Luther King convinced him to go play for the Braves. That's very true. He did not want to go back to the South. He did not want to play in the South. He liked Milwaukee because it was the furthest north from the South at the time. Yes. That's why he played there. But now you go to Colorado, and now people are looking at Colorado's, and it's become... Really political of like, well, how many mounds can you get in Colorado? How early can you vote in Colorado? But it's so sad that you guys are picking and choosing what to look at within that bill. Mm-hmm. And when you look at, oh, my God, they're trying to cancel baseball. It's like, can y'all just stop for a minute? Can, like, that's your buzzword is cancel. Cancel, cancel, cancel. Cancel baseball. And it's like, oh, Dr. Seuss this. And that, like, we're going to boycott that. And it's like, you guys aren't even looking at what you're trying to boycott. But... I, I agree with you. The MLB could have done this way earlier. Well, I, first of all, the Hank Aaron thing about Milwaukee, I think that would have been a great idea. Like, I mean, why so wouldn't you? Because you're trying to honor someone. Okay, you honor them in Milwaukee. Right. And it's just like, I just, I just hate that, oh, something happened, now let's react. Like, no. No, they could have been done it. Because it's like, you guys, it's, it's, you guys have all this money. And it don't act like y'all didn't know about this because you guys know everything about this. Because you guys have a team of people that literally do this. Like literally, right. Literally, just every single team or MLB has probably has an office for one person per every team, per every city. Yo, your only job is to look up all the news in your fucking city. Yeah. Good or bad. We don't give a fuck. Put on a list and read all it out to us. Whatever's, if it sounds kind of fucking intriguing, you let us know and we'll look at it again. Right. Because they look at all this stuff. There's no way to... And the fact that you have it in Atlanta, you have all these fucking companies. People are, first of all, people are trying to boycott Home Depot. They like, shut the fuck up. Right? <laughs> like, boycott Coca-Cola. No, you're fucking not. I mean, come on. You're not boycotting, like, it's you know just I mean? not. Like, the fact that, like, I just, that's, why need, that's why I don't like some activists sometimes because they're like, oh, my God, we should boycott Home Depot. First of all, what the fuck do they have to do with the fucking voting? Right. Like, yeah, they might. People always say, oh, they donated money. So I'm like, first of all, look at their checkbooks. They do it on both sides. Yeah. Like, don't get it twisted. Like, in like, our level, they donate money to the Republican Party and Democrats. Like, they right. don't give a fuck. All well, they care about is the bottom line. I think a bigger thing, too, is like, you know who could have stopped all this? Joe Biden. 
Like, y'all could have got with the Senate and said, this is unconstitutional to do this. So, you're, in a sense, you, it sounds like that, but he, he technically can't. Why can't that. he technically restore the John Lewis Civil Rights Act and make so, that a thing and pass it through Congress? Which, order? No, through Congress. He's not Congress. He's, he can propose a bill, yes. get it to go no, through Congress, no, go, and then it comes back to him that he signs in a law. But Why can't he do that? I'll break it down shortly for you. Oh, so it okay. has to go to the House. Obviously, Democrats have the House, so right. they're that. Going to the Senate, you need a 50-50, but some of these assholes who are Democrats will be like, we don't want some No, but you're making, no, that's making an excuse. That's not his fault, though. Oh, my. <laughs> that, is, not, that is his so fault. So it's, it's not Biden's fault that he can't get 50 people to, to side with him? Yes, absolutely. Well, no, it, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. How is that not his fault? So how are they supposed to do it? Just tell him, like, hey, you guys fall in line or get the fuck out? But that's what Trump did. Well, first off, Trump? Yeah, yeah. He united mm-hmm. his base, and he got a lot of shit passed, right? No, that's very true. Yeah. But Biden don't have that same power. He, oh, he don't have that same power. No, his base is not like Trump's. But he doesn't need his base. He needs the people that were there. Like Georgia, think Georgia. You know what I mean? We got Georgia, we got and that got the Senate. Yes. And now the Georgia Republicans come in and say we're going to change these laws. Trump went after the Secretary of State of Georgia. Yes, they did. changed that law, and we're just in here like, and Biden's not even. I know it takes you a little bit, Joe, but I need <laughs> you to figure this out. But it it really comes because there's like the to pass something that like so to pass that voting thing yeah you need 60 votes so you're basically saying hey I can't get it done so I'm not gonna worry about it I didn't say that, that that's the problem that's not what I said but you're basically saying like oh it's gonna be hard so he shouldn't even try no that's not what I said I said, <laughs> I said he can't just fucking walk in and say you fucking do it okay now can't. what he should do is be like I think personally some of these so some most of the voting it's all public knowledge you can go on TV yeah. and watch it I think make it fucking simple you put the ball in the fucking court and be like, you write out the legislation, yo, I want this, this, and that. You flip, boom, boom, bop. You go on TV, you say, yo, I want every Republican to publicly tell me why you don't want this that's or that. That's not going to happen, though. But that's the fucking that's not problem. Think about it. Think about it. Republicans didn't vote for the COVID relief bill. They and they're still taking credit for the COVID relief course, bill. that's what they do. That's what I'm saying. So it's like... It's I a, think you have to understand, like, Biden's... I think we need to get away from this, this bullshit about, okay, a president is obviously the leader of the fucking country, probably the most powerful person in the world, and they have a shit ton of power, but they only have so much power yeah. when it comes to certain laws. No, we, we all know that. That's nothing but, new. But Biden can't go in there and make them do it. He can't make them do it, but it is takes, he, is he, did he even bring it up? That's the question. Behind closed doors, we have no idea. But we haven't I'm not, seen I'm it. I'm not by defense. I'm not wrong with that. But my thing is, like, it shouldn't even escalated this far 100, 100%, to get to this point. So that's fact, what I'm saying. The fact that there still haven't been that law, which just makes no fucking sense. Exactly. Like, but that's when, that's when, unfortunately, it takes people to call their senators or their representatives, like, "Yo, I want this fucking law passed, or we're not going to vote for you." But then, hey. remember, you also have people in power, as in, like, not saying Home Depot or Coca Cola, but like. Companies such as them who don't push the envelope. I think it's really tough for me to believe that the leader of the free world, which mm-hmm. he is, yes. is he's got a lot going on, COVID vaccines, granted, COVID relief bill, get all that. But then I look over here at Stacey Abrams, 
who single-handedly like got so many people to register to vote, mm-hmm. got those two Senate seats yeah, in did. Georgia, 100%. and you're telling me a whole team. And she might run for senator, so we'll see. Yeah, but you got the whole team of the West Wing, first black vice president. Hey, listen. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yo, come on. Curtis, you're grief and black grief too. But, come on. But we can't. Ugh, I am not a fan of Biden. I really didn't necessarily want him. Better to evil. Whatever. No, but, it, it, to me, it comes down to takes, I, I, I demand the most out of someone. I, no, 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 one hundred percent. I, you know? I believe the same thing with Trump. I want the most out of him for my benefit. But I knew that was never going to happen. Yeah, I didn't know it was going to happen. But it takes for for what you for what we what we need the voting thing is it makes no sense because I hate how these Republicans what they what I will tell you what one thing Democrats have been doing a lot, which is fine. I get it. they both fucking do this. Let's say they have a voting a voting rights act like that we all know shouldn't. First of all, this is like how the fucking trial we're having right now. We're having a trial about a nigga who killed someone, and we're still we saying all saw it. that we all saw it. right, and we're still saying no. A four week trial. That's right. how bullshit this is. And it's just like we need to just straight. He needs to walk because the Democrat. What Democrats do is they walk in there and go, "Oh, we want a John Lewis voting room," and then let's say there's four major issues that we want to deal with, like. Universal this and a certain time of day, a national holiday for it, which I think it, sh- it fucking should. It be. should be, it yeah, fucking should absolutely. Be personally. And then like something else, let's say there's four things that everybody agrees on. Yeah, but yeah. What the Democrats are gonna fucking do is go, hey, while we're doing this, let's just throw in this and that. No, no, that's how government has always no, worked. And I, I totally understand that. But I think there's been times where like that shit is fucking hindering shit and it's like, yo, like I get y'all want this shit but like how about we just fucking work on one thing at a time? No, I mean, we already have no Republicans who voted for a COVID relief bill, no Republican senators who voted for it oh, because okay. they all thought like, oh, you said, okay, we're gonna get checks to the American people, we're gonna do this and then all of a sudden that's when they say Democrats were like, well, let's put this in, well, let's tack this onto it. That's, that's how right. government has yeah. always worked. I it's, think it's a pick and choose thing. It's, but it's just, imperative, though, as we move forward, the will be All Star Game in Atlanta. Moving from Atlanta, that should have been the signal to the West, to the West Wing of like, hey guys, no, they don't. But I'm saying Biden. This should have been like, hey, like all this, you need to work hard on this as we move forward. Like as COVID relief is like coming to an end, or as like hopefully we're, hopefully our, we're ho- over this. We got 2022. Like that's like once we get to November, that's all we're gonna hear about is like who's up for re-election. But like we know how this cycling and stuff no, works. And that's so right there. Unfortunately, Trump is still running these motherfuckers. No, we know and, that, and they're fucking. We know that. Terrified. Of we know that. And it's just like it's there's they're such fucking cowards. But I I listen. I I think the filibuster should be eliminated under certain circumstances because I think to have sixty votes to pass. Anything that's not like budgetary, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Because, for example, we're in California, and we have way more people than you could probably count four fucking states together. So the fact that your four, your eight senators are holding us back for sure that we could need more than you, right. is fucking bullshit. Of course, of but course, all that should be changed. It, the rules should be changed. I mean, I think the frag the system is is. I can understand the sense of why you have it all even like that, but. There has to be adjusting to that, but at the end of the day, there's. I don't. You're right. There's no reason why we can't get sixty votes. First off, sixty votes for a voting rights act. Exactly. It's that's why I've been loving. I'm. I, I love Bernie. I don't agree with everything he says sometimes. Cause I think he's a little too radical. But the fact that he's like, "Yo, you motherfuckers don't want to vote on a democratic shit, and we're a democrat." Like, yeah. come on, son. Yeah. And I agree. But it, it does. It does take, unfortunately. 
It's not. See, people, we're in California. We are unfortunately in a fucking liberal bubble that we all understand, like, yo, this is common sense shit to us. But unfortunately, you have these fucking rednecks that don't want to, that don't believe in that. And well, I, I, I don't think they, it's, I don't think it's rednecks. I think that's like you stereotype that because I think there's a lot of like you know suit and tie people. Like Stacey Abrams called this Georgia voting bill. It's Jim Crow and suit and tie two point right? Yeah, and I think you look at it, it's like you even have Republicans coming out and saying like, what would happen if less people voted, but it was more effective. So basically, you're trying to lessen the vote. That's no, what they're they trying to do. They were using the excuses of like it's a safer. And yeah. they were saying it expands it. I think that so before we even close more on it. I think the dumbest part about that whole like, it's all dumb as fuck. But the one thing that highlighted the most was the fact that let's say if you were in line and you call like, hey, where you at, bro? I'm in line. Oh shit, we talk, you almost done? Yeah, I'm in the front. Yeah, I'm at the store with some food for you. Yeah, I got you. And I can't literally come in line with you and bring you fucking Chick-fil-A. I was just laying something. Right, right, right. It's like, how the fuck is that a misdemeanor? I mean, it's it's all trying to deteriorate the you souls, from voting. The souls just, thing. That, that's all they, it is. They had to get rid of that one because they are like, no, you're not. But I also remember, like, these, the Georgia's ran by a Republican, so they're voted in by a Republican. Who shouldn't have been, like, in, in governor. But, like, but so it, it's too much time on this. I don't want to spend any more time, whole, but, but it's... It's, a, it's a whole topic, but, Curtis, you're definitely right. This is not something... Any day, you're definitely right. We should... It should not even be a fucking discussion. No. First of all, it shouldn't be a fucking... Why wow, we have a law? We need a law for this shit. Exactly. And I hate how when... Last thing, when John Lewis did pass away... First of all, who was it? Mark Rubio posted the picture of fucking Cunningham, was yeah, it? Yeah, it was like... Dude, and, it's, and then also on top of that, you have all these Republican senators... Wow, we loved him. We missed him. And exactly. And Bernie said, off the deck, then pass his law. Exactly. And what they say... Crickets. Yeah, Fuck exactly. Republican. Uh, before we go, I do want to come to my favorite video of the week. This was my favorite video. Oh, this part of the segment right here? This is, uh, this is uh, Blame It on the, the Goose. Blame Got it you on feeling the goose. loose. Our, uh, what was the question at hand again? I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, no. So this this video, if you guys have not seen I want to play this video for you guys real quick. We'll post it later. Uh, too. No, we're going to post it for you, but just listen to the... I mean, you got to see it, but I want you to listen to the audio of this. This is me after four mimosas. This is me after eight mimosas. This is me after two mimosas. This is me after, I think, six mimosas. This is me after seven mimosas. Don't talk. I'm, I'm videoing. Oh, shit. She's getting on his shoulders. It's okay. It's okay. Bobby. So, Victor, that girl got smashed. So, for those of y'all who couldn't see it, this girl gets drunk off mimosas, and after probably seven mimosas, she somehow falls, and four of her beautiful teeth are gone. And How many she was that? Eight? She said, I heard this is me after seven mimosas. That was the last I heard. That, I mean, that's what I was saying. Like, I think about mimosas, and I think about that one time, of course, I was with you. Right down the street, walk walkable distance, guys. We did not drive. We walked Shout out there. to Overland Cafe. Overland. And I remember we, we were with, what, eight of us? Oh. Pre-COVID, pre-COVID. Pre this was like four years ago. We were out of sanitary, sharing shit like it. Yeah. But then we were all there, eight of us, and obviously most of the party left, and it's all you could drink. So me and Curtis just sat there and drank, and then we had a whole-ass table with eight seats, and just me and Curtis <laughs> drinking, and the waitress is walking by. I'm looking at Curtis like, yo, what the fuck is that all about? And Curtis is like, relax. And they walk up to us like, hey, would you guys be okay about moving? We're like, we're about to leave. How about a free bottle of champagne? Well, and I said we will move right now. <laughs> we will move right now. No orange juice, just all champagne. And we at that point we were rage drunk. 
Yeah. We were already... Oh, we were, like, the biggest thing was bottomless mimosas get you there. Because I'm not a big champagne person. It gives me a headache. I hate the sugar. I hate but the sugar. it gets you there. But then the thing is, the orange juice is always more expensive than the champagne. I don't need... Orange juice is in the way, bro. And you're supposed to only put, like, a tiny, tiny bit tiny of orange juice. Tiny bit, bro. Tiny. Maybe we'll do the toilet next time. Right. Right. But the big thing about me and this girl is she was doing flights. Life, yeah. Everyone in the video kept saying, this is me after this many mimosa flights. So you're thinking, okay, maybe it's like three. Also, oh, it was seven flights. So if it's seven flights, but so think about it. If you're, but no, it's 21. But because three or the four. I think five. it's three. I think it's probably think, three. But well, let me, well, let's think about this like this. If you, do a, if you do a flight, right? Yeah, yeah. And let's just say it's three. It's not like you're getting the champagne flutes with all the champagne in there. You're getting like the itty bitty small yeah, ones. Water, the fuck and you're probably thinking like, okay, like with a flight, they're going to put like, oh, this is this with cranberry juice. This is with guava. This is like straight, like mango juice. So they're all going to be different. So whoever this girl is, who did, didn't even look 21, or she just turned 21, she looked super young. Though, so. She was with her family and like everyone was like, oh my God, this is a TikTok. This is okay. All right. But once I saw her get on that man's shoulders, we all said, this ain't going to end well. This ain't going to end well. You're in the room like, this ain't going to end well for her. And see, here's my big thing, and this is going to sound really mean, Victor, but I, I just got to say it. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of camouflage at that table. Oh, they were definitely in the South. They were somewhere, to I, West Virginia. That's just the first place I thought of. West Virginia. It's just the first place I thought of. So I don't want to be mean, but do we really trust the orthodontist? <laughs> of this city that she was in. No, remember, remember Dunk Dynasty? Look, this rich as fuck, bro. There's, there's, there's okay, ballers. Okay, no, there, no there's ballers. I get that. But do we trust the orthodontist? Because, like, uh, it might take her a minute to find some bro, veneers. That, was, that shit was so fucking All I'm saying is to the unidentified girl who is being called Mimosa Girl, just be happy was that she, she, Was she trending on Twitter? Just be happy you have to wear a mask. Was she trending on Twitter? Is how you found this? I don't know. I just saw on my Twitter line. I don't even know if she was trending. But but just be happy that you have to wear a mask because what happened with your front teeth, with your grill, it looked really pretty at the start of the video. It looked really pretty, Mm -hmm. but you done messed up. You done messed up. So my biggest question is like... How like just know your limits? Not even a question. Just like, know your limits. What is what is there? So if we were to for shit, the way I pour shit, like my limit is like three drinks. <laughs> the way I be pouring them, but like well, champagne. It's champ. It's, it's like, mimosa flight. You know the problem with champ with mimosas is people always don't people don't understand. They don't get it yet. The second you stop drinking them, you crash. Oh, it's your shirt. Your shirt comes down immediately. Like, That's why you gotta drink water, folks. <laughs> gotta drink water. Exactly. Drink, drink, like mimosas. I usually go like, usually I walk in and go, yo, what's the time limit? They go two hours. I'm like, bet. Right. Yeah, but all right. Usually, because by then, usually somewhere they're already passed out. But I would say, give or take, if I'm going glass by glass, if they're pouring the glasses for me, if they're doing glasses for me, I'll probably go at least 10. Right. At least 10. Yeah. If they're pouring for me. So if I'm pouring myself, five or six, depending on the big of the size of the party. I don't. And while we're there. Yeah, I don't I don't like champagne. So all I know is to Mimosa Girl, I really hope you're doing well. Hope you get some veneers. Think that was maybe your fiance who was you were trying to get a piggyback ride from. Don't piggyback ride and drunk. That's just, you know, and drink. You know, that's all it is. But uh also, Victor, we talked about the COVID numbers and more people are getting vaccines. You got your vaccine shot this week. I found out because I punched Thanks you in the, the arm. Well, I punched you in the arm and you started crying. So I mean, just telling the world that. I mean, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm happy. I'm glad you got the vaccine. But that's not, that's my business. Oh, my businesses. God. I can't wait to get that vaccine passport. Uh, <laughs> but as the pandemic carries on and more and more people are starting to slowly yeah. but surely going back to work. 
since I'm always on Twitter, I read a nice little Twitter thread that said some, a, a person lost their job. So he asked a friend to move in with him and his girlfriend. The guy said, of course you can. Like, we're going through hard times. You can come on in. He was living there for six months and never paid rent. On a couch or a room? I mean, does it matter? It does. Because I'd be more upset if he had a couch. Because that means every time I go to the, like, every time I go to the bathroom, every time I go get something to eat, every time I walk the dog, like, at least with a bedroom, you can close the door. No, because I, would, cause I feel like with a bedroom... It feels like, yo, I'm paying for an extra space like that, and this nigga sleeping in it. Right. Now. Well, the question the question we had for this was, when someone is a house guest, how many months does someone go from house guest to roommate? And when do you start to ask for rent money? And the question is, is it different for family versus friend? I think for family, it's like, stay as long as you need, because... Do you have any examples you want to bring up? I mean, if if I had a family member that moved out here and was like, hey, can I sleep on your couch? Uh, first of all, it's like, okay, like, what are you looking to do? I want to be an actor. It's like, mm, let's come up with something else. Like, <laughs> like mm, okay, before you become an actor, like, before you go to central casting, yeah. like, let's get you a nice job, bartender, server, you know, busboy, whatever it is. And then after about, like, six, seven months, I'd probably... Maybe even four to five. After four... You know what? I wouldn't ask for rent, but I'd be like, "What you got on this Costco run?" What are you like? What are you contributing to this household? So I will, I'm gonna go with the family person first. I think it's funny. I think I will be more lenient with family because they are family, depending on who the fuck they are. Because I have, like, I have like a cousin. He listens to this podcast. He don't hear shit. <laughs> but like, he thinks he can move out here with me. I'm like, yeah. He's like, he's like, yo, how how's Westwood like for what? Like, <laughs> I was like. To move what? Like you got money to spend? Like to be my guest, bro? And he think he can play with me? I'm like, nah, you're not, nigga. But um, I think when it comes to family, cause I'm well, I'm very brutal and very honest with people. I'll come out. I'm like, how long you staying? Right. And you gonna tell me like, I don't know. Like, nah, nigga, you gonna tell me right now? I'm gonna charge you. Right. I mean, or you could even be like, hey, like if you don't know, give him a timetable. Yeah. I think that's what I would do. Is like, okay, first of all, like, what do you want to do? Well, I moved out here. I want to be the next Kanye. Well, I guess I'll say, why are they out here? And they're running from, like, crazy shit. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, yo, get here right now. Stay as long as you want. If this is it's some dumb shit, like, yo, I just wanted to move. I'll be like, okay, uh, what? Like, right, you know right. What like, and, I, and I think that's why it's like when someone says, like, hey, I had some hard times during I the think, pandemic. Yeah, it's very lenient how, depending on the situation. Also... I think the biggest factor is not necessarily just like let's say random occurs. If I was like yo, Curtis, I gotta stay here for a week, you'd be like, okay, whatever. And then if say you came over, say I was here, and every single day you would see him wake up and leave and go to work or something or do something. Positive, right, it's different. You'd Absolutely. Be like, okay, he's actually trying. No, he's to just do crashing. He's, he's just, just crashing. crashing. And I'm like, yo, here's some money or whatever. And let's say, or you saw me even if I wasn't leaving, you see me at the table always applying. Are doing something productively, right. yeah, and not making a fucking mess and saying it like walking fucking frame, which I never would, and so, like, uh, shit like that. But like, I think I think it comes down to what they're doing that would dictate how you feel about them. Because if you just came home, I'm fucking watching TV all day, like yeah, what's up, like, what's for dinner? Yeah, you know what I'm exactly. saying? You'd be like, what'd you do today? Because right. at first, you'd be like, I second day, be like, all right, thirdly, be like, what the fuck you do all day, bro? Right, exactly. And you would start asking like, you did what? So you just sat here and drank beer. Right, no, you know I think it's a very valid point, and it's like when someone's crashing with you, that's it, like, you're crashing. Crashing means you probably, like, hits, like, you either hit rock bottom, or you just need a place to stay. Either way, we need to figure out, what are you doing? And then, like, not only that, how can I help you? 
If you come in with the pure intention of like, hey, I'm a starving artist. I moved out here. I'm into photography. I'm into music. I'm into painting. I want to get to know LA. I want to get to know the art scene. I'm like, all right, what you got on these bills? Like water, utility, electricity, like all that. Because obviously you see see somebody struggling. You're like, yo, this fool's fucking struggling right now. Here's some money for you, bro. Like get back on your feet. And if you, because people do just need a little fucking push. Right. right, some I people, just, some people needed their like the fire to be lit. Under them. Right now, in one week, I could be like, "Hey, yo, thanks for letting me stay here. I'm back in my other spot. Like, we good now. Like, here's a little money." I know I will just personally just pay some. Like, first off, you can't put in if you're staying anywhere with somebody. I'm, a bare minimum is you're fucking buying groceries. Yes, if you eat yeah. my fucking food, I don't think buying but contributing. Yeah, because yeah, I'm not saying, like, because, again, I'm a big Costco person. Shout out Costco. Hey, Costco's the shit. Hey, Costco's the shit. And number one, you ain't going to Costco every week. Like, normal people ain't going every week. Well, I go because I go, like, because I'm, I'm next to one. Like, grab one thing and fuck out of it. Okay, so that's smart. But then, like, I think for most people, so, like, oh, yeah, co- two or three weeks. Yeah, Costco can run up to what? Like, I know for me, it's, like, three bills. Like, Costco can oh, get I up there. I went there one time, 800. See, there you go. But I went with, like, me and my aunt. And her right, right. But, again, that's, like, everyone's contributing. So, like, if someone was crashing me, I'd be like, look, do you got, like, like Oh, know, see, I wouldn't even ask. I'd be like, uh, yo, what are you doing for a living? Right, right. Like, exactly. I see, I see you got a new phone, huh? But during the pandemic, when someone's trying to get back on their feet, like, that's when I feel more at, I'm not say at liberty, but I would feel uh, more comfortable, like, trying to help them. Damn, what should I say over for a pandemic? <laughs> like, what are you trying to do? Like, what are you trying to get into? Like, how can I help you? Okay, you're trying to do this. Okay, well, that industry, I don't know if you know this, but that industry ain't coming yeah. back. Like, <laughs> you, like, you need to go over here, bro, so. What? Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I think when you look at it, I give it six months. I think that's my answer. When does someone. Oh, I, I honestly, I'm saying right now, like, I'm a very mean person. I'm giving you fucking a month. No, no it's no, too short. no. I'm telling you, depending on certain circumstances, if you came here with that starving bullshit, like, yo, I'm, like, starving artist, you ain't coming to my house. I, but, no, I'm dead serious. <laughs> and then if you, but if you have, like, some, like, yo, like, I just lost my job, and you're, like, my cousin or my friend, for like, if you're my friend for more than seven years, like, a good friend for seven years, I'll give Marlene, but, like, you like something I met, like, four years ago, like, oh, Right, and I you think sleep it's here one night, and I think it's also like you gotta figure out who it is, and like I think you're right. Like if someone's being productive, stay here as long as you need. They're contributing, stay as long as you need. But if they're just being like wild and like, hey, I met this girl named and shit, yeah, like, I met this girl named Jasmine. It's like, wait, what? Like, like you know, it's like imagine you came home and like let's say I was staying over here, and you came home. I have a key, obviously, and I got like three friends sitting here drinking that, beer. That I don't know. I'd be like, what, what, what is going on? You know what I'm That's saying? Just like, disrespectful. You, disrespectful as yeah. fuck, and I didn't tell you ahead of time. Yeah, even more disrespectful. You know and, you, and they took up my parking spot. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, so I really think it comes down to circumstances. But, like, again, like, if the person, if I came, if every time I woke up, I saw him just, like, applying for shit. And I witnessed him doing this shit or him, like, trying to do better or him actually going to, like, working uh, working at fucking, I would literally, I would be such an asshole. But, like, so you need a job, bro? They hire at McDonald's, bro. Hey, walking distance. Walking distance. No, <laughs> hey, take the I'm bus. I'm like, there's a fast restaurant and walking everywhere you live. Yeah, throw it, throw a rock, throw like, a stone. I'm like, listen, bro, I know that's not what you want right now, but you are gonna pay these bills. Yeah, no, we will, we will definitely get there. Hopefully, one day, like this pandemic will be over, and hopefully, people well, who are crashing can the move out. Pandemic's not over until Costco got free samples again. Oh, God, that's a good question. I miss those shits. That's a good question. That's a, it's not a question; it's a statement. 
<laughs> when will Costco give out Bro, free it's samples? It's not over until they get free. Oh, no, I'm gonna ask Costco when no, they, they give free samples. No, they be out sometimes. They be out like they be out. It's so weird. Like the sample thing still be out. But like oh, sample. Like no, we're just showing. I'm like so you gonna stand here and all that fucking food? <laughs> Bet right, right. exactly. Right. Uh, six feet, sir. Six, six feet. feet. No, man, but uh, we're gonna get there soon. And shout out to Costco because they have not changed the price of the hot dog, and we will get our free samples eventually. It's one of the biggest piece chains in the world. Yeah, I know that. Super Bowl Sunday is, like, huge for them. No, because they, they technically serve pizza. That's, that's no, wild. yeah, they're technically... You, you don't need a Costco membership they, to go up there. They have delivery. Oh, it'd be crazy. Uh, I mean, first of all, you need a huge car just to put those pizza in, in your car. It's like a... It's a, it's a trouble. Uh, go down. Nah, that's still, like, a lot. It's because, you know, you're doing a lot of orders, and no one's just ordering one Costco pizza. Again, that's not my fucking problem. Ha! <laughs> Uh, thank you guys for listening. Always good episode. Uh, we'll probably be back next week. Victor, where can they find you and where can they find the show? So you can find the show at obviously the E Rose Podcast, and that's T H E E R O S P O D C A S T. And that's on Instagram or Twitter. Or you can always find me at V I C underscore G W four O's and three D's. You can find me at Twitter, which Victor said I'm always on, at Curtis Sheehan, or on Instagram. Chilling with Curtis. That's chilling with Curtis and TikTok <laughs> and TikTok. No G. Chilling with no G uh, with Curtis on Instagram. Uh, are you chilling with no G? <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, until next time, uh, we will see you guys soon. And Victor, Wear what should a they do? Mask. <laughs>